Turning to us the gift of life. This morning we pray that you help us to see your face, to hear from you the words and counsels that will keep us alive and in union with you today. Help us that light from your throne will scatter the darkness that resides in our heart. Free us from all evil is our prayer in Jesus' name. Our High Calling September 28 Chaff or Wheat My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 22 Light and truth are within the reach of all. But if they do not set their minds to searching God's word, Satan will find chaff to fill their minds, leaving no room for the growth of the precious seed of truth. We are surrounded with temptations so disguised that they allure while they taint and corrupt the soul. The youth of our cities breathe in the tainted, polluted atmosphere of crime. They are educated in crime by reading the stories which fill the popular publications of the day, having no regard for the right because it is right as they read stories of theft, murder, and every other species of crime, they are led to devise plans by which they could improve upon the criminal's methods and escape detection. Thus, these foul publications assist in perfecting the education of the youth in the way that leads to perdition. It is a great evil to bring these trashy magazines into the family, and yet, Many parents are asleep to this period. They do not know what kind of food is being supplied to the minds of their children. The food that is given to the mind should be pure and wholesome. God calls upon his people to turn away from the brackish streams of the valley and drink from the pure streams of Lebanon. A study of God's word which is eternal life to the receiver, would invigorate and strengthen the mind. But too often, the grace of Christ finds the right of way obstructed by the mass of rubbish which has been allowed to accumulate in the mind. The mind is not kept hungry for the blessed word, which must be eaten in order for the thoughts to be pure and holy. To those who are tempted to indulge in trashy reading, I would say, read your Bible, search the scriptures. Christ commanded, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, 
and they are they which testify of me. John chapter 5 verse 39. Obedience to the word of God is our only safety. Amen. This devotional is simply trying to separate between worthless and important food for the mind. These foods for the mind comes in different ways, although this reading addresses reading, but it's beyond reading. It's just about what enters the mind. It could be books, it could be movies, it could be songs, and also discussions that we have with people. They are divided into two, trashy and important, that's the word of God. What do we consider trashy reading and how do people get exposed to it? Meanwhile, the first paragraph says light and truth are within the reach of all. But the problem is that when the mind is idle, Satan will supply it something to make it busy. Many are encouraged to read the publications and magazines of today, like uh, all this Time magazine, Newsweek and the newspapers all around and when you go to the news also on the internet you know growing up they were encouraged to read newspapers and it was seen as a mark of seriousness and a mark of uh, intelligence when somebody picks up newspaper and reads it from from cover to cover from the beginning to the end and then you are following the news the politics and all they look at it as if that child is a serious child but what really is in the newspapers it is education in crime that is what is there. I, I know I wasn't an avid reader of newspapers. It was mostly the cartoons I would read there. But all those other politics and all, I wasn't so interested. But I know that the kind of stories they usually write in the newspapers and the news that were reported were usually negative. Very, very negative. And like the reading says, what you expose your mind to is what it will feed on and you are likely to reflect what you are beholding. It says the youth of our cities breathe in the tainted, polluted atmosphere of crime. They are educated in crime by reading the stories which fill the popular publications of the day. So, when the news is reporting how the crime criminal committed his crime, they are only you are only sitting down in a school that is the person who is listening, and those who are giving the news are only educating people on how to commit crime. When they tell people how the criminals were caught, they are only telling people what they should not do so that they will not be caught, so that you can now improve on what you have been told. That is why you can see that even though many criminals are being caught, they look at internet fraud, for example, and armed robbery, even though many of them are being caught, when the police wants to show off that they've caught a criminal, they make them tell their story and then they say how they caught the person, even though they are doing that, the crime is still increasing. The reason is because many youths listen to these things, like recently we had this case of hush puppy. Many youths listen to these things and they see it and say, okay, I will do the same thing, but this is what I will not do. I've learned my lessons from this person's story. I won't do this thing he did so that I will not be caught. But the way the news portrays these criminals, almost like they glorify them sometimes. They make them look like gods and intelligent people so that in fact they are admired by the youth i mean look at people like this uh, naira mali the youth admire him 
the way he is portrayed in the news and the story is being told people love to hear it you can you, you can even have seen godly people discuss him and want to be like him so called godly let me put it that way because of the way the news portrays it so that is one thing we should be careful about parents should be careful what kind of books and magazines and newspapers are you bringing to your house and what are you feeding the mind of your children with of course the best thing to feed the mind with is the bible perhaps the most terrible and destructive idea or reading that can be exposed to a mind of a child or youth are things that contain sexual content that have sexual content when you read those stories sexual escapades and adventures that are contained in books and newspapers and magazines it inflames passions in the body of a child who doesn't even understand what is going on doesn't understand the relation between his mind and his endocrine system and how chemicals hormones are being released that he cannot control by his mind that is not yet developed and when these things are brought into the mind of course many things follow like the feelings that come with it leads to actions and the the desires are inflamed to through these readings and the, the child can just keep imagining and go into daydreaming castle building and try at the best at the best opportunity the child gets they want to put in, into practice the thing they have read in this romantic and the books and ones that contain the sexual things and it becomes an addiction for the child of course we've mentioned before that the statistics have shown that when people are exposed to this sexual content for ladies 27 28 they find this repulsive and for men 28 29 but when it's exposed to a child men you've heard the stories today the homosexuals we see today the people who are struggling with any kind of sin whether it is masturbation pornography whether it is the lgbt lifestyle any of those things many of them were exposed to sexual content at an age that was inappropriate they were they were exposed at a time when the mind was not developed enough to handle such things and because of that they could not handle it and they started to practice things that now when they are adults they find it difficult to contain but i would like to talk of the solution really what is the solution to this thing the bible says if your right hand or your hand causes you to sin you should do what cut it off if your eye causes you to sin pluck it out there must be drastic measures taken there must be serious decisions made if anyone is glued to these things and i will mention football too as part of it personally for me football naruto cartoon those are two things that really held me bound strongly to the point that even now if i see them they are still attractive and i cannot say that i will not i will not have pleasure in them it has to just be taken away from my sight so that i will not it i will not even indulge in such uh, trashy reading or watching so what is the solution for me i would say the solution is complete cutting off of such things because if you don't cut off at least for someone who is addicted to it if you don't cut off you will keep going back to it you need some time away from it the bible has taught that it's not just what i'm saying jesus said it himself the divine solution cut it off if your right hand is causing you to sin your leg or your eye it is better to go to heaven without a phone 
than to have your phone in your hands and be in hellfire. If that phone, if that internet connection is making you to sin, if that friend is causing you to sin, the solution Jesus gave is cut it off. Then another solution he gave is watch and pray. What does watch mean? Study your Bible, meditate. Then pray, meditate also and speak to God. Let him speak to you and dwell in a pure atmosphere. That's what it means. Create a pure atmosphere for yourself. Go country living where you will not see the crimes that are going on in the cities and you will hear much of it. Close your ears to hearing of blood. Close your ears to hearing these things and your eyes from seeing these things so that you can recuperate yourself, so that you can restore your mind back to sanity. Because to me, the solution is the main thing. And you must take this. This is Jesus' solution. Cut it off. Now, how do we do this cutting it off? You have your internet. You can um, uninstall the applications that will take you towards that direction. Or you can lock them. Lock them. Give the password to someone else. Don't even know it. Let it just be locked completely. If you are serious, if you are serious about overcoming, you will tell yourself that, look, I have not had internet for many years of my life. I lived without it for long and I was doing fine. Don't think that you cannot do without YouTube and you cannot do without internet and you cannot do without uh, your phone. If it gets to your phone, I know people who have destroyed their phones just because they wanted to get the victory. And don't think they are being foolish. They are following the divine prescription. If something is causing you to sin, do what? Cut it off. But then you must also do the next thing Jesus said. Watch and pray lest ye fall into temptation. Now, if you are watching and praying, and you don't cut it off, do you think you'll get the victory? I'm very, very sure you will not because you are you are disobeying. Jesus said, watch and pray, but he still said that you should cut it off. In other words, do, then he, in the Bible, of course, we are told, let him that thinks he stand, take it lest he falls. Do not deceive yourself. Evil communication corrupts good manners. First Corinthians 15.33 And the other one I read was 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12. These are laws of the mind. The other law of the mind, I think that should be 2 Corinthians 3.18 that says, By beholding, that's whatever you see, you will be changed into it. The spirit of prophecy puts it this way. The mind will gradually adapt itself to that which is accustomed to dwell upon. Gradually, the mind adapts itself. It's a wonderful thing to know the law of the mind. That means, if I start to, uh, to read my Bible, and study about godly characters, cut off the bad ones, what's going to happen to me? My mind will gradually change and adapt itself to the to these good characters that I'm studying. But if I'm mixing the two, I will never achieve that perfection or change into the godly. I have to cut off like Jesus said. You have to listen to Jesus here. This is the wisest information you can ever get. Cut it off. That's what Jesus said. You can't get better than that. I mean, information on how to overcome sin cannot get any better than what Jesus has said. Psalms 101 also says the same thing. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I will make friends with those who keep the commandments of God. The liar, I will cut him away from my company. That's Psalms 101. Anyone who does not regard God, I will cut him away. Does Beyonce regard God? Does the movie, the people who are acting those movies, do they regard God? No, they don't. They don't regard God. And you, the, the, this prescription in Psalms 101 says that anyone who does such thing will not dwell in my presence. 
they will not dwell in my presence. If you must live that godly life, if you must get the victory, because I'm speaking of victory because I know that we're not children. Many of us are already involved in these things. Even after you've cut it off, you still have your mind to deal with. You have your mind to deal with, to still practice self-denial all the time, to keep on suppressing these evil feelings and evil thoughts that come to the mind. It's very important. Now, you see that anyone who must get the victory must do these things. Do not think that you are strong, that you can be watching and praying and still exposing yourself to the movies and this evil music and the trashy reading and deceive yourself that you overcome. Somewhere in the messages to young people, I don't know the exact page now, but she said, Do not think that you can expose yourself with the gay and pleasure-loving and with the amusement and still overcome or still resist temptation. That's the word, yes. And still resist temptation. Do not think you can do that. I think in the devotion in October, I've already seen that we're going to talk much about amusements and all this entertainment. So we'll be talking much about this victories giving more statistics on how people get into them and how to come out of them may god give us the grace to get the victory in jesus name i thank god for the reading this morning we are told in great controversy under the chapter the final warning you see a paragraph there that reads to us that as the third angel's message begins to come to a uh, close, as the third angel's message you know, comes to its very height during the time of the loud cry, the final warning, that many stars who have admired for their brilliancy will go out in darkness. Then there was another statement that relates to this devotional today that she made. She said, flaws which we could see only with before, we'll find out to be chaff then. May God forbid that it is you and I. But we're still going to talk about how this chaff, how we become this chaff, though it has been mentioned somewhat. Then again, we can we see in Matthew chapter 3, in the sermon of John the Baptist, John the Baptist said that Christ will thoroughly purge his floor. That he has his winnow in his hands, his fan in his hands, whereby he thoroughly purges floor of chaff and carry the wheat into his barn and burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. And we move again to Amos 9, where it is said, Jesus speaks, that in these last days he will save his people with a sieve but he will not allow one kernel of wheat to fall to the ground he is sieving his people to remove the chaff from them now our choices by the day will make us chaffs or make us wheat and we are in that period when the sieving is taking place or the sealing is taking place God is, God is finding out now who serveth him and who serveth him not so that he may spare them at the time of decisive interest at at that particular time when we will need to be saved much as we are reading in Maranatha. What makes us chaff is what will feed into the mind for by beholding we become changed. If you view chaff, you will become chaff regardless of all you are professing. 
all that I am professing. At that time, it will be seen that we have only won the ornaments of the sanctuary. We have just become chaffs. We have been ungodly all the while. And then, but if we, if we take in the materials that God has assigned for our salvation, the word of the Lord, the spirit of prophecy, nature's book, and the providence of human, uh, the providence, providential workings of God um, with, uh, of God in, in the midst of men, we are going to become wheat. And that wheat, at that time, though it will come ripe and perfect for harvest. And Christ will come and harvest the wheat and put them into his barn. Your choices today will ensure or will mark what kind of um, material you are made of. Whether you are the chaff or you are the wheat. But we all know that God has not designed us to be chaffs. He has designed us to be wheat. But there are chaffs in us. Just like every wheat has chaff that needs to be um, you know, put into the meal and then uh, taken away. After after milling, it will be taken away by winnowing. We all are wits as God has made us. We are sons, we are children of God by creation and by redemption. But God needs to put us through this the meal so that He can take away the chaff from us. And it is not going to be a very smooth process. So by chiseling us and by moving, taking away the the extra growths and all the evil things from us using the word of God we are going to be made solid wheat wheat that is meant for the garner and it will be a very wonderful thing if we if we allow God to walk in us by, and if we key into his plan of taking the Bible into our lives and practices our brother mentioned how people are being educated to crime by seeing what people have done before and how they were caught. If we transfer the same thing to the Bible, we will see that we will make, we will be, we will, the same law will be applied. When we read the Bible, read the stories of Abraham, Jacob, we see the life that they lived, we see the mistakes that they made and we will say, okay, I will not make that mistake that they made. Since the Bible has said that is a mistake, I will not make the same mistake that they made. That is you improving yourself as a Christian. That was how Jesus was perfect. He saw the life of Abraham. He saw his mistakes. He said, okay, I will avoid his mistakes, but I will do the things that he did well. He saw Jacob. He saw Isaac. He saw all those characters. David, Solomon. Okay, this was where he did well. This was where he did not do well. Okay, I'm not, since, this, since this is where God said this is um, wrong, I will not go to that area. I will do this. You don't need to taste sin before you become righteous. All you need to do is to learn from the experience of others. Just as the magazines teach us to learn from the experience of people educated in crime and we become educated by reading their own characters the same way when we read the characters in the bible we have been educated to righteousness and to a holy life but this needs to be done now this needs to be done within this within this period when the third angel's message is swelling it is swelling soon it will burst into a loud cry but if we are not going on following on to know the lord and retrograding in darkness then there will be a problem. For when the time will come, the decisive time which will determine whose side we are on, it will be found that we are not on the side of Christ. So let us heed what God is saying this morning. For the Lord has spoken that he, ha- he will do this in his church and he has already started doing it. That he has started saving his church to know those who are wheat and those who are chaff. 
But the promise that he has given in Amos 9 is that not one, not one kernel of wheat will fall to the ground. So if you are a wheat and you are struggling with one temptation or the other, he says he will not allow you to fall to the ground so far as you hold on to him. Steps to Christ, page 71 and 72 says that Christ has bound us to his heart with a cord that can never be broken. He has bound us, bound himself to humanity by a cord that can never be broken so that it's only the devil, it's only us that can break that tie from him. He has pledged himself to be faithful, not to break that tie. So you can break the tie by yourself and the devil wants to make sure that he break that tie by feeding you with anything that is not uh, material that will make you to be wheat. And when he is doing that to you, he's, he wants to ensure that before Christ come out from that most holy place, he would have sieved you out. But don't let that be. Christ has not proposed for you to be so. For me, today, I want to ensure that his promise will be realized in my life, that I will not be shaken by the winds of temptation as to fall, but that I shall be stronger. For every, every temptation resisted will make us stronger in the word of the Lord and make us more and more as wheat. And, and then later on in the, at the harvest, we shall be ripened very well for harvest. May the Lord help us as we do this in Jesus' name. The last paragraph says to those who are tempted to indulge in trashy reading, I would say, read your Bible. Psalm 119, verses 9 and 11. We know this text where David asks, How shall a young man keep his way, heart clean, or his way clean? Say, By taking heed to thy word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. In the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 would say let the word of God dwell in you dwell richly in you let me just quote it Colossians 3 verse 16 let the word of God of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your heart to the lord the word they are led means give permission allow in the moments of temptation we are told in the book of uh, the book of corinthians that god will make a way of escape the way of escape is the word of god we know that temptation simply is suggestion from Satan to indulge in something we have pleasure in. Something that by doing it, there's a release of dopamine in our blood, in our brain, that makes us feel in, in the, feel like to have pleasure or we find a sense of enjoyment in it. That's temptation. But God said he will make a way of escape. And the way of escape is the word of God or the thoughts of God. What is God's thoughts about that temptation for instance the bible would say we should not look lustfully to a woman that's the thought of god but satan will suggest to you look lustfully to overcome that temptation we need to know what the word of god says and take that way of escape you may be tempted with food but the bible will tell you the word of god will tell you gluten is sin if you're given to appetite, 
these are temptations that arise in different ways. When you're tempted to watch a movie or a trashy reading, you need to allow the suggestion of God's word to take preeminence. Submit to the, the suggestions of the Holy Spirit or God in your mind. Our work simply have to do with our submission to the will of God. And the one way we can help ourselves is to allow the word of God to richly dwell in us so that we would have something to fight the battles we have suggestions which the holy spirit will bring up in our minds and that's why david said thy word have i hid in my heart that i might not sin against you another way this can help us is by scripture memorization <laughs> i know how this helped me in struggling with pornography while walking on the street while a little less busy maybe standing in the queue in the bank or waiting for traffic we can memorize bible promises we can memorize scriptural texts. For instance, the Bible would say that beauty is vain. There are people who are very, when I say, sexually attractive. And the Bible is telling us beauty is vain. Favor is deceitful. These are Bible promises. The Bible would say in the last day men shall give heed to seducing spirits. You, when these Bible passages come in your mind, you know what, that that's the way of escape God is giving you. So I want to suggest that let's, let us allow the mind of Christ, which is what the Word of God is, which is the standard the Holy Spirit will raise in our minds. Whenever we are in temptation, let us pray again that these words of the Scriptures, the mind of God will be given to us. And when God suggests them, take them as an escape route. So two things. One, let our minds be filled with the Word of God. Two, pray that when you are in temptation God will send you this scriptural text and then later you as as this text come you submit to them we give up our own desires deny ourselves and take them as an escape route and I, I know that God will help us to this end in Jesus name Alright, I briefly want to take note of two things in this devotion in the first paragraph it says in the last part of it, we are surrounded with temptations so disguised that they are lure while they taint and corrupt the soul. Then the second to the last paragraph rather, says, It is a great evil to bring these trashy magazines into the family. And yet, many parents are asleep to this peril. They do not know what kind of food is being supplied to the minds of their children. The food that is given to the mind should be pure and wholesome, which is the Bible and other good things. Now, the first one I read talked about how Satan gives allurements, but then these allurements, they corrupt and they taint the soul. Parents need to be very, very sure what they are giving their children. Now, I'm a, I used to be a teacher in school, at least five years. I met children who were struggling with sexual sin and I would like to add not just sexual sin even they don't know certain things that are sins in their lives that they just practice it not knowing that they are sins but let me just focus on the one of sexual sin pornography and the likes virtually almost all of them learnt it from their parents there was one who was into alcohol and he said it was his dad Another one, at ladies, not even guys now, into pornography. And what was the issue? They saw their father stash. 
where he kept his pornography somewhere in the house. For us, when we were younger, it was magazines. I won't say it was my parents, but you see people bring magazines into the house or even, like I said earlier, newspapers. Inside those newspapers are corrupt and terrible stories. And parents give their children these newspapers and magazines to read. Not knowing, they are thinking that, oh, there is nothing uh, terrible about this and there is nothing sinful about it. But inside it, somewhere, are stories, pictures that corrupt the mind. It were better that people were never exposed to these things. I think Peter said that it was better that you never knew the way of righteousness than after you have known it then to go into these things that corrupt the mind. In fact, in that same passage in the book of 2 Peter chapter 2, he explained how these things take place, how they are lure through much wantonness, they that are clean escaped from the, from the way of sin. It says here in verse 18, speaking of these newspapers and movies that the parents bring into the house, and they, of course it could be human beings too, it says, having eyes from verse 14 now, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and, uh, and hearts they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children. I'll go down to verse 18. Okay, 17. These are wells, that's these newspapers and movies, are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While these newspapers and magazines promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the corrupt pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. Wow. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. I, don't, I, I pray that none of us get to this situation. Even though the latter end is worse than the beginning, I would still like to speak hope. There's still, there's still hope. All things are possible with Christ. Some people have been in this situation where you have escaped, you have clean escaped from the corruptions of this world, but then you are lured again into it. But God is speaking hope to us that it is still possible to get the victory, like the things I've said earlier about cutting it off and watching and praying. Those strategies will certainly help. But my focus now is that we as adults, parents, whoever you are, do not bring in trashy magazines or movies to your home where little children even fellow adults let them not be, be come to your house and see these things and don't bring them into your phone also because when you leave them there you are setting people up how many people have not been set up by these things where they see these movies or pornographic videos or um, uh, comedies in your phone and through that they are lost they are taken away from the truth how can you finish watching these comedies listening to them and then have interest in listening to the word of god or even the cartoons the crime uh, movies and even the sexual movies of course tom and jerry is the worst of them when it comes to violence as innocent and little as that thing look i don't looks i don't think there's any cartoon or even movie that is as violent as tom and jerry from beginning to end of Tom and Jerry, it is just different ways teaching a child how to be wicked, 
how to be mischievous from beginning to end. Every episode is about mischief. Bugs Bunny, Daffy, the Daffy Dog, all of them, all those cartoons, is all about mischief. Teaching children mischief. And they practice it in school, at least when I was a child. I know that all these things of setting people up, when people want to sit down, they remove the chair and they fall. Where did you learn it from? It's Tom and Jerry. Bugs Bunny. They are the ones that taught children these things. And it's educating them in mischief and crime. And then also, if you go to the sexual part, the same thing. We should be careful what we bring into our phones, what we bring into our homes. Somebody, whether adult or child, is going to look at that thing. We, first of all, are going to get ourselves in an entanglement. And when we leave them there, we are going to get others into that same entanglement. Let us wipe our phones and our houses of these trashy stuff so that we will not be a channel to lead people away from Christ. Rather, rather, let us be a channel of blessing to people. May God bless us as we do that in Jesus' name. Psalm chapter 1 Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he is Lord of him day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His sleeve also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. We have told in the reading that the mind should be kept hungry, hungry for the word of God, so that when Jesus comes with his word, he will not find any rubbish that is waiting there to obstruct his way. And the only way we can do that is in Psalms chapter 1, delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on that law day and night. Verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. And we know we are in the time of the judgment. The ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I thank God that these same ungodly people who, who cannot stand in the judgment, we are told in Romans 4 that if the ungodly shall look to faith in to Jesus Christ and plead for, the, for his cleansing blood to cleanse their hearts, that that faith will be counted to them for righteousness. And then the law of God will be written in their hearts. Let us begin to think about the law of God and delight in it. The reading also mentions something that concerns temptation coming in forms that we may not even know that they are temptations. Jesus says, Buy of me, I serve, that thou mayest see. Discernment. Let us plead for the Holy Spirit each moment, each day. Let us make covenants with our eyes and ears and say, even if my parents, even if my friends may be saying these corrupt things, I have made a covenant with my eyes. I will not look upon any wicked thing. I have made a covenant with my eyes. I shall not think upon a maid. I shall have made a covenant with my lips. I will not speak any evil thing. When we do, when we make these things in the strength of Christ, and move, asking for the Holy Spirit to cement our decisions, asking for the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit alone can tell us what sin is, used by the word of the Lord, and help us to overcome it. It is through Him we can have our victory. May the Lord help us that throughout today, we will delight ourselves in the law of the Lord and meditate upon it. Then, our hearts can be charged with the power of the Spirit to overcome sin. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, loving Father, for the lessons that you brought to our minds today. 
Thank you, Lord, for giving us divine solutions that works on how we can overcome sin. We ask that you forgive us if we have been channels. We have been, in fact. Forgive us, Lord, for being channels through which others may have been exposed to trashy things. The times we have discussed them with our friends and left them in our phones for people to have seen it there and been channels to proclaim the message of the devil. Please, Lord, forgive us for these things. We pray, Lord, that you help us now to become channels of blessings to people that in all that we do would be a a light to the world and show people the word of God so that their minds can dwell on it. Help us also to do the same, that today we shall continually dwell on your word, meditating on it, and also cutting away from us all that is evil. Give us the strength to do this. Someone out there who also is looking for the victory, Lord, I pray you give them the strength. It's not an easy thing, even though we know. It's still not an easy thing to just cut off. Many know this, but yet they can't just find the courage to give up their phones, to give up those movies, delete them, and block the internet and all. But I pray, Lord, that those who are looking for the strength and power to do this, that you will supply it through your spirit, O Lord, and help them to get the victory. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers, and thank you for answering in Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.